Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So the topic of today's podcast is, are you your last priority? If you're a hardworking, career-minded professional, we're just going to take a guess here and say that you just might have very little room for yourself in your life and your work <laughs> life. In this podcast, we want to address what it looks like if you are your own last priority in your job and in your life and how to take some steps to change that. That's right. So we thought we'd start this by uh, looking at what are the symptoms that you might be your last priority at on the job and in life. And so the first one is that your work plate is always full and you have a hard time saying no. Yeah. So we have a number of clients like this, but I had one in particular who uh, really believes that she can handle more than anyone that she, that other people's needs are more important than hers. And she's a super responsible manager. And so she just cannot say no. So every time it's time to prioritize, what does she want to be doing? Her plate is so full, she can't even see. Next, do you put off all doctor's appointments and tell yourself, I'm just fine? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a key ind indicator that you are your last priority. Um, we have a number, again, of very high-level uh, professionals who somehow are not able to see their GP for at least six years at a time. Yeah, it's true. So uh, I have one client, again, who did not see any doctors until he developed severe sciatica and could not move, could not get out of bed, and then suddenly started to make those doctor's appointments. Next, do you keep saying you need to go to the gym, but you never make it? This yep. is a symptom that you keep saying, I want to run, I want to exercise, I want to go to the gym. You don't make it. And again, I have a client who brags that she keeps her uh, sports club alive because she pays huge fees every year and never shows up. Oh, boy. Uh, next question, next symptom, your calendar. Is it full of obligatory meetings and social events? And the key word here is obligatory. Yeah. If you are a super responsible, overachieving person who has a hard time putting yourself first, you will say yes to all kinds of meetings and all kinds of social events, whether you want to or not. Yeah. And again, I have a client who has told me that she looks at her calendar and just feels sick. Yeah. That would be an indication <laughs> that things yeah. are not going your way. Yeah. Next, do you encourage your staff to take care of themselves, but find it hard to do that for yourself? Yeah. Kathy, how many leaders have we seen in this situation? Oh, so many. I'd yeah. say almost, almost all of them. Yeah. And these are some of the best, most benevolent leaders who do are protective of their staff, but they, can, they themselves cannot take time off. They cannot end the day at a decent time. They cannot have a vacation without running into a work emergency because they can't make themselves a priority. Finally, do your friends and family always keep telling you to slow down? Yeah. And, and you think, you just think, oh, they're so annoying. They don't understand. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have the kind of work I have. They don't, they just don't know. Yes. I love that. That is so true. That is what you tell yourself. And again, I have a client, super capable, 
um, her family staged an intervention. Oh boy. Because she looked exhausted. She had developed a chronic syndrome, fatigue syndrome, and still refused to slow down. Oh boy. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you are your last priority, how does this change? And unfortunately it, it sometimes is something dramatic has to happen. Mm -hmm. So one of those things is you could develop a serious illness yes. and find yourself in the hospital or find yourself in some sort of a treatment place so that all of a sudden that becomes, that's your priority yeah. and you really have to think about things. Or you may have an injury. You could be in a car accident or you find you broke your legs or your arm or something and all of a sudden you realize, oh, this, I can't do what I thought I could do. I yeah. For the first time, have to think about my life. Um, sometimes the death of a parent is an a wake up call where you think, "Oh, well, let me reprioritize my life. Let me really think about my life." Maybe your parent was like this, and you don't want mm. the same life, or maybe it just has you think. Yeah. Some, sometimes the arrival of a child will do that because then your energy is going to go in a different direction. And you may realize, oh, I really like this. I don't want to work as hard. I remember when my daughter was born, I went back to work and some of my clients were more needy than this uh -huh. newborn. And I realized, no, these clients have to go. Yes. And, and that was a real awakening. Sometimes divorce, divorce on the scale of stress is very high. And that may have you wake up and say, oh, you know what? I really want a life. Yeah. I don't really want... Uh, you know, I, I, I have to rethink my priorities in the way of living my life. Yeah. I was just going to remember, I was just going to add an example of, uh, a person I know who, when the divorce happened was so blindsided by it, yeah. but realized that she hadn't been again, taking care of herself or taking care of her marriage. And so oh, it was wow. a wake up call. Yeah. I mean, so it, even when we're coaching these people, we know that there's a blind spot. It's yeah. not as if there's something wrong with them. They have a blind spot. So sometimes it takes this kind of a dramatic experience in your life for you to realize, oh, there's another way. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the death of a boss or a coworker who overworked will have you really rethink your life. And we see that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a larger world event may shake up your thinking and cause you to reprioritize what just happened with the pandemic. Yeah. Where a lot of people were forced to no meetings, work, you know, work at home online, and they may realize, well, you know what? I'm sleeping better and I'm not spending as much time commuting. And I kind of like this. Yes. So that changed a lot of people's lives, but not enough. Not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah. uh, you may also become aware of what you're missing and decide to put yourself first. And that would mm. be great if you realize this on your own, but it doesn't always work that way. No. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we're hoping that not necessarily the dramatic illness, injury, death, and arrival of a child are the cause, but for whatever reason, let's say you decide that you do want to take steps to make yourself a priority, more of mm -hmm. a priority. What are some of the concrete things that you can do to make yourself that, to put mm -hmm. the focus on yourself? So the first is really, and quite literally, to look at your schedule look at your calendar, look at your schedule at work and stop going to meetings that don't really require your presence or 
things that you think are a waste of your time. Yeah, I love when people realize I'm going to meetings that are a waste of my time and they start cutting them out. I mean, they're just a waste of your time. Why are you doing it? Right. Um, Yeah, another thing you can do is start booking your doctor's appointments or just one, just book one appointment, Mm -hmm. put them in your calendar, commit, Mm -hmm. and you can't cancel, no canceling, no matter what, because it's an important thing to do to have your physical checkups throughout your life. Yes. So please do that. Yeah. And along those lines of health and well-being, if you need to, you know, you need to work out, uh, join a class. Yeah. (laughs) You do. Since you know you should be working out, join a class or hire a trainer and prepay so that you have a financial commitment to your fitness and health. Yeah. Unless you know that you don't care about that, but 90% of the population does care. Once they've prepaid, they're going to do it. Yes. Actually, I have another angle. If you're someone who's overly responsible to others, get a workout partner in crime. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, if you guys agree to meet up somewhere or to do something on a regular basis, you'll show up if only to take care of them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so here's a here's an important one. Learn to create pauses. Not a two-second pause, but actually maybe a half a day or a day. Take a mm-hmm. pause before you say yes to social obligations or extra meetings. You can always say, you know, let me go check on that. Oh, yeah. I may have something at that time. Let me go check with somebody else. Take your time. Build that pause in. Stop. You can say no. It's okay. Yeah. And what I was going to say, one of the things you could do, um, a shrinky thing you could do <laughs> during that pause is check in with yourself when you really think about the obligation. Does it give you energy or does it take energy away? If you give yourself time to just check that, you'll get very valuable information. That's really good. All right. Next, focus on being the example for your staff. If you're a caring leader who keeps encouraging your staff to take care of themselves, the best way for them to do that is for you to demonstrate what it looks like. So be the example of self-care so that they know how to do it for themselves. Yeah. And the last thing we want to say is hang up the cape. You know, there's a, Superman was a fictitious character. They all are actually. Uh, so stop saving the day and save yourself instead. Yes. So that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at ask two. Also, follow us on Instagram at My Crazy Office. And if you want to receive our podcast email, text us at 228-28 and type in My Crazy Office, all one word. That's 228-28 and type in My Crazy Office, all one word. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Bye-bye. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.